Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> it must be to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for the Emperor's new groove, 2000. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 119. There you can find links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you'd like to become one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Michael Kelso, Diego Avila, The Feeling Film Podcast, Pierre Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for supporting the show, guys. It means a whole lot. <clears throat> My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and downsizing departments. I don't really know what that means, but it, I'm, I work in a department. Of it started with a people. D. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, I predicted that uh, The Emperor's New Groove would be a nostalgic movie. And I am joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and Llama Llama, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hey, Paul. Llama Llama to you, too. <laughs> uh, Paul, my trivial question for you is this. <clears throat> In the scene where Pacha is carrying Cusco through the jungle, Pacha... Cusco? excuse me, not Cusco. So... <laughs> like, you might, that kind you of might food? get that Cusco? a lot during this... <laughs> Uh, Karen Cusco through the jungle, Pacha and Cusco discuss Cusco having low blood sugar. This is yes. an in joke about the fact that David Spade, who plays Cusco, is hy- hypoglycemic in real life. Oh, me too. Oh, okay. Then you might be able to answer it this way. Uh, Paul, do you have any medical conditions you like to joke about? Um, Let's put HIPAA aside, right? <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking hey. about The Office now. <laughs> we, we just watched that episode. Oh, I don't recall that one. Uh, uh, n- no, I do like to say my Agent Orange is acting up. But you, know, <laughs> you don't actually true. have Agent Orange. No. <laughs> that's funny. All right, that's fine. What, what was your prediction for The Emperor's New Groove? I predicted that this would be a classic film. A classic film. All right. Uh, we'd like to welcome for the first time on the show. We're so happy to have Aaron Wallace joining us. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Francisco. Aaron is a friend of mine uh, from my church. And uh, Aaron, since you're new to the show, we have a few more questions uh, than I have for Paul. So <coughs> first, will you please uh, tell us what you do for a living? I am the communications coordinator for a church, so I do our graphic design and manage cool. our web uh, website and social media, all that kind of stuff. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And what is your favorite movie genre? Oh, my gosh. Oh, they get harder, don't they? I we? know. <laughs> Does, I don't know. Well, I like dramas. Okay. I like, yes. it's a toss-up between drama and comedy, I have okay. to say. Dramedies. Dramedies. So dramedies are the best. Yes. Dark okay. comedies are better. <laughs> okay. Nice. <clears throat> and Aaron, here is your trivial question. The makers of the film originally wanted to get Sting to sing the opening song, but he said he was too old. They needed someone more hip and younger. 
So they went with, you know, Tom Jones, who was 11 years older than Sting. (laughs) Uh, He did write My Funny Friend and Me, which included a music video from the movie. Um, I believe that's Sting Mm -hmm. um, did that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Aaron, do you enjoy singers from a particular generation or era over any other? Um, no, I, I mean, I probably enjoy from certain genres more than others, but mm-hmm. not necessarily from like a particular era. It's not like I love, you know, singers from the sixties or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So. All right, cool. Uh, Tom Jones or Sting, go. Well, I like Sting over Tom it's Jones. It's not unusual. <laughs> it's, it is not unusual. <laughs> But um, but can it actually relates to the one thing I didn't like? Okay, about well, the movie. then then let's let's cool it, cool our jets <sighs> here. Okay, we'll get there. Um, just was, since we're on the trivial part, have any of you seen the uh, unofficial documentary called "The Sweatbox" about the making of this film? No. Oh. Okay, <laughs> go out, and I think it's available on download, uh, different places. Okay. Uh, but it it part of the journey is stings it is when they hire him and to the end and basically they create almost finished creating a movie that they didn't wind up making oh. it was more it was more geared to the south american culture and the uh huh. and the time period in the history and uh it's not as good as waking sleeping beauty that documentary which is probably why they didn't release it okay but it's it's available for those who can find it oh, okay from your friends the sweat box. sweat box yes the sweat box <clears throat> okay. okay very cool ball um, it's called the, it was originally called the kingdom of the sun um so you might be able to find it under that oh it seems like it would be more appropriate called tears of the sun but yeah. that's another movie anyway aaron what was your prediction for the emperor's new groove I would place it solidly classic. Classic. So we have two classics and a nostalgic. We'll see if those predictions pan out. Uh, <clears throat> Paul, will you please enter the course for Alice so we could get going with this episode? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on Emperor's New Groove, including what we liked and liked most about it and what we disliked and disliked most about it. Then we'll uh, come back for some feedbacks and announcements. Awesome. Thank you very much, Paul. Alice? Let's get going. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Hey! Yes! You! Me! Got your groove on? Groove! Groove! Oh yeah! The critics do. Really? Yep! They're calling The Emperor's New Groove one of the funniest films of the year. Uh-huh. 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 Is that my voice? It's hip, sassy, and hilarious. Trot out the ladies. Very smart, very funny. That rocks! And it gets two thumbs up. Yeah! For those in need of thumbs. The Emperor's New Groove. Groove! 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 Boom, baby! Rated G. Now grooving in theaters everywhere. So what memories were still grooving in our heads since last we saw this movie? Here's our memory mind melt synopsis of The Emperor's New Groove. David Spade is arrogant and selfish. On another note, he plays a spoiled ruler in a movie that is witty right off the bat. The movie is slightly ADD, and I love David Spade's narration. He's a completely likable jerk from the get-go. He rules over the Incans and wants to turn Sully's home into his new swimming pool. But David Spade's royal vizier, too skinny granny, which played by 
Eartha Kitt gets tired of him and turns him into a llama. A llama spade teams up with John Goodman and turns this movie into a buddy film. Bring it on. They go to a restaurant. Cheese me no likey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it every time. The pacing in this scene, in that scene, is perfect. Each character makes it hilarious. At the end of the movie, yay, I'm a llama again. Llama face. Uh, that sequence cracks me up every time. Emperor Cusco, Cusco realizes that he only cared about himself and learns to be unselfish, I think. And then, and with the help of Sully, they find the potion to transform Spade back into a human where he decides not to build over John Goodman's home. <clears throat> uh, I feel like most of that was right, but I don't know who the Sully was. So I <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Paul, will you please uh, tell us how this movie was technically produced? Sure. Emperor's New Groove was rated G and runs an hour and 18 minutes, and it was released in theaters on December 15th of the year 2000. So it's a Christmas movie. The year 2000. It was uh, directed by Mark... Uh, Dindal and stars David Spade, John Goodman, Earth and Eartha Kitt, Patrick Warbutton, and a bunch of other people, including Tom Jones, like you said. Uh, the budget of this film was about a hundred million dollars, mm. and it grossed about a hundred sixty-nine million dollars worldwide. All right, fair. It, it earned back some of what it what cost me, and more. Yeah, and, more, and then more. some. All right. <clears throat> well, so there's something to like about this movie. At least people found there was something to like. And let's talk about the things we enjoyed about The Emperor's New Groove. Aaron, we'd like to start with our guests. So what's one thing you liked about this movie? I thought Eartha Kitt was absolutely hilarious. She mm. was, <laughs> I felt like she was just the perfect voice for Yzma. Like mm -hmm. the way that she looked and mm -hmm. everything, it all just felt like it matched and um, also, just knowing, you know, Eartha, or it wasn't Eartha Kitt the, like the original Catwoman with Adam West? Oh, I don't Not know. Not the original, but she did play one of the Catwomen with yeah. Adam West. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, she, like, she's this <clears throat> famous Hollywood actress, and she does this character, and she's hilarious in it. And, and I just, I love it when actors can do these voiceovers, and you can mm -hmm. tell they just completely get lost in the silliness of the character. And I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Did you enjoy Eartha Kitt in this role also, Paul? Very much. She had quite the range of uh, over the top, but mm -hmm. also um, very, uh, I, I don't know. She, she was all over the place and it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, I especially enjoyed her cat form. It was just so mm -hmm. delightful to me. I think... I think what I really appealed to me about was the juxtaposition of this, like just evil maniacal person inside this very mm -hmm. cute, fluffy cat. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. um, Paul, what's something you really enjoyed? Uh, what I enjoyed is that Disney broke away from its traditional formula in this movie. Mm. I mean, most of their films is about, a, a young person, usually royalty, who uh, wants to get out and they go on a journey and then they uh, defeat uh, the villain who usually transforms themselves. And then they learn to live, you know, with outside world and inside world combined. 
So uh, I guess they didn't stray too far from that formula. <laughs> but uh, the they did get away from the uh, princess falling in love formula. And, and also so that was, uh, and also the musicals. There wasn't really much of a musical to this. <coughs> yeah. Just the one Tom Jones song, pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, but it was, I guess, yeah, I didn't think about that. One of our memories was that it was more of a buddy movie. And yeah, there isn't a lot of buddy movies in Disney that now that I think about it. I think they're trying to do more of that mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let's go back to Aaron. What's something else you liked? Kronk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, how do you not like Kronk? I mean, he's Kronk. Okay. No, he is. High five. Uh, he's absolutely <laughs> hysterical. He it's and it's so funny to me that he's like this huge looks like he lifts weight kind of a guy mm-hmm. and like the scene where they're camping and he's got his pajamas and the tiny little tent and he's got his little teddy bear With and the his same hat. hat yes yeah. <laughs> and he just he's like he's that lovable idiot mm-hmm. that you just yeah. love in these kind of mu- movies and and um yeah so Kronk I loved Kronk cool Paul did he's he steals the sh- he steals the scene every mm-hmm. scene that he's in mm-hmm. that's why he got his own sequel yeah uh but for one of my likes i have written down patrick warburn's voice yeah totally. is just perfect. yes he needs to be in more animated films because that voice is just i i don't know there's something about it that it's <laughs> i feel like he does a lot of voiceover work though I, he I needs to do months. more okay <laughs> I just I think of him in Seinfeld with his sort of eyes, putty, sort of putty yeah. yeah, as Shannon, yeah. just like, oh uh, yeah, I guess I can. Do. I'm <laughs> doing a horrible impression, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, something else I enjoyed about this movie was speaking to the comedy aspect. I, I, I don't recall a Disney film or a lot of other animated films, at least traditionally animated, that do almost comedy with the animation, whether it's like pulling the camera out, like way out, mm-hmm. like in that opening scene where they keep going, pulling out from mm-hmm. the pause all the mm-hmm. way back to that bird. That's just super far away. Or these quick cuts, like at the end with Yzma and the, the potion just, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. I, I just found a lot of humor in that. And I, 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 I enjoyed it. Um, did, did the animation appeal to either of you guys as one of your likes? Not as one of my no. likes, but you know, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Glad to feel backed up here. It was okay. The animation, I thought some of the designs were cool. It's a Mm -hmm. lot different. Some of the uh, structural designs uh, was uh, different, and Mm -hmm. that was cool to see. Mm -hmm. I did find myself thinking like, oh, this was probably one of the last films that was still mostly drawn by hand, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. because I remember Beauty and the Beast was kind of one of the first ones where... It, they did a lot of computer animation, like within the be our guest scene, especially. Mm-hmm. And then it just it it makes me kind of sad that we got away from all the hand drawn stuff. Yeah, you know. Indeed. So it, thinking about it that way, that people used to draw this stuff hand by hand, frame by frame, is pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I I would imagine that this is probably traditionally made, but in the computer. Mm-hmm. Just because of when it came out, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the traditional quality mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, like a 3D Pixar type quality, right? You know? Which is still great, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's it's different, and you want you want your strawberry and your vanilla. Yeah, well, it's like this. a lost art now. Yeah, you know. Hey, now you're a lost art. <laughs> Get your game on. 
<laughs> what are we doing? Does uh, this happen every episode? <laughs> uh, sometimes, maybe. Oh gosh. You should listen and find out. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to Aaron. What's something else you liked? So I felt like this movie, like I would put it in kind of like the ADD category mm-hmm. because like like you described where it's zooming out from Kronk who's hanging over the waterfall and it just keeps going and yeah. going until it's this bug or um, like you just never really knew where the joke was going to come from. That's true. Yeah. It was a lot of unexpected abrupt humor. There was a lot of use of awkward silence like at the beginning when um, Kronk has the what's supposed to be the poison mm-hmm. and he puts it in the wrong cup and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, my, my spinach puffs, you know? <laughs> And runs in the other room. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets Cusco to drink it. And then he starts turning into a llama. And Yzma is, like, smacking the broccoli. And she's, like, hit him on the head. And he just doesn't get it. It just... The it, it's so funny to me. I, mm. There was always something that was making me laugh. So that Absolutely. that was what I liked about it. Uh, Paul, was something else you really liked? Uh by the end of the film, I actually bought into the character of Cusco and liking him. Oh, really? I bought I'm into the character arc of mm-hmm. Yeah. Is one usually in the film if a character starts off unlikable by the end, I'm I'm usually one of those skeptics. I'm like, yeah, this is how he is now, but <laughs> after the film ends, is he gonna go back? Probably. Mm-hmm. I'm usually one of those skeptics. But on this film, I actually bought into the arc like, you know what? I think he really did learn his lesson because he's with the family now and he's yeah. interacting with them mm-hmm. and stuff. And I, was, and I like that. Yeah, I, I, I can totally appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to you, Aaron. I loved when Yzma and Kronk end up at Pacha's family's house. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> with the, with yes. The distant relatives. Yeah, the distant relatives and just how funny his family was like when like when it kind of goes back to the ADD thing but when Mm. Yzma you know she starts to break out of the door after she's been trapped in there and the kid has been waxing the floor Uh and then she she slips on that and then ends up with the honey all over her and then gets the feathers and then ends up replacing the uh, what is it called the pinata and gets beat up by the kids like who thought of that i mean like literally were these people on drugs when they were doing this movie thinking of the plot or something they're apparently in a sweat box (laughs) yeah um but yeah that was yes the humor like that Mm -hmm. really i mean it's very unique to this movie and just definitely makes it uh uh unique yeah i don't know why i'm being redundant Mm uh something else though that i don't think either of you have um touched on but I think it does go to what you were just saying, uh, Aaron, about the, the unexpected, the whole finale with the potions and how mm-hmm. the guards become different animals. <laughs> and the one cow is just, I go, sudden, home now? I yeah. go home now. And they uh, let him go. <laughs> and, uh, and that Cusco gets turned into all these different things, especially the bird when I'm flying and then you're not. Um, it's, it's, I just loved mm-hmm. all that, that constantly changing like okay we're we're this is the finale let's just get all the mm-hmm. gags out that we can because mm-hmm. and and it, they all worked for in my opinion so i i definitely appreciate that uh 
let's see. Uh, how about we do one more from Aaron and one more from Paul before we get to our classic makers. So uh, let's go with Paul first. The characters. I really enjoyed the wide variety of the uh, David Spade. Really? There yes. didn't seem to be that many characters in this movie, though. No, but they were each uniquely, individually mm-hmm. different. Oh, okay, I can see that, yeah. And I enjoyed watching them uh, be at their finest mm-hmm. with so uh, David Spade being David Spade, but in a, a light... <laughs> <laughs> He's you the likable jerk, right? Yeah. Y- yeah, exactly. I think, unfortunately, there aren't enough roles for him to play like this. Um <laughs> But uh, from John Goodman, I mean, he's always he always usually comes across as a likable guy. But mm-hmm. um, we mentioned Kronk, Kronk, not Kronk, Kronk, Kronk right? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Or Kronk. Kronk. I said Kronk, I think. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and to Yzma and just how even the little squirrel, that, I mean, mm-hmm. just oh these little God. characters. Yeah. That were that were really fun to watch. Mm. Do you, did you feel like okay? It sounds like you're saying this, but do you feel like each character had a lot of had more depth to them because there were so few characters? Maybe, but each one was so different from the other as well. So it's it was refreshing to see. But they did they well. Let me ask you this, Aaron. Um, did you feel like these characters were stereotypical, like or archetypal, that or were they fairly like these could have been real characters? They had their own sort of unique foibles. I think I think they felt unique. They didn't feel like the yeah. canned, you know, Disney princess, mm-hmm. Disney um, prince, prince coming to the rescue, yeah. the the villain. Like I mean, like I said, that I feel like Cusco from the beginning, he's this likable jerk. Mm-hmm. He's not this, you know, one hundred percent villain. You hate him, you know. And even Isma, in some ways, has these redeeming qualities yeah. because she's just she's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like they are unique. They they didn't seem like they came from kind of the canned Disney because for a long time Disney just they had this formula mm-hmm. that they followed, you yeah. know, which was fine. But it, it, this was a nice a nice break. The music was different. Um, did Hercules come? Hercules came before this one, didn't it, or was I it after? Say it was after. Was it after? I think so. There, there must have been some kind of change in some department at Disney or something, because <laughs> these two movies feel very different mm-hmm. from most of the other Disney well, movies that came I before. I believe this was. I don't know when this happened, but this was one of the movies that a lot of the animation happened in France. Oh, yes, yeah. and I believe Hercules as well, and Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the animation animators were in France. I don't know if that necessarily affects the overall design because I'd imagine most of the character design happens with the leads in the States, but maybe not. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, Hercules came out in 97. Okay. Uh, Tarzan came out in 99 and Emperor's New Groove came out in 2000. Okay. What I yeah. Know. Well, but if they were all like animated in France, like to me it makes sense because when I think of kind of like the shapes of the noses and the ears, like mm-hmm. I re- <laughs> I remember thinking Hercules had like, it's like well, they totally ripped the Princess Leia buns for his ears. <laughs> they were like these well, giant cinnamon rolls on the side of his head. The character <laughs> designs are done stateside, uh-huh. and Hercules was very stylized from uh-huh. the uh, Greek and Grecian urns and all the stuff based on Greece. Mm-hmm. So, 
And I know, I know for a fact that this movie, uh, some of it was done in France and some of it was done here. I don't know what portion of which, but mm-hmm. um, I know there was a, a lot of collaboration. Mm. Well, well, it may have just been some of the same people working on the movies and the styles maybe. bled from one yeah. to the other. Maybe. Well, we're getting a little bit into the weeds here. <laughs> uh, but uh, Aaron, bring us back out with uh, the last thing you liked before we get to our classic makers. The last thing that I liked. Hold on, I'm going to bring it up on my... Um, I liked the soundtrack. Okay. I, I Like really? I said, I movie scores. I like I liked the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It just it seemed very fitting to the... You know the ADD humor yeah, and all of that. It was it was fun and it um, seemed like it kind of matched the culture a little bit. <laughs> um, so i i liked I liked the soundtrack. Nice. Uh, okay, guys. Well, let's get to the things we liked most about this movie. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and start since I've been quiet for a bit. Um, and this, uh, you guys already mentioned this, but Kronk is <laughs> just is. Yeah, he stole every scene he was in. I loved his deadpan humor coupled with his heart. I love that he he cared. Mm-hmm. And even though Yzma is this evil, horrible person, he wants to like be nice to her and do stuff for her. And it's and also do doesn't want to kill Cusco. He like he feels bad about that. I I just yeah, I loved every every scene that Kronk touched was was great. So he's definitely my classic maker. Um Paul, what is your classic maker? Uh, something that you guys both have already said, and that's the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie stands stands out from other Disney animated movies because of its humor. And there are, there were several laugh out loud moments in mm-hmm. there for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, I don't know why I find the phrase llama face. Maybe it's the... <laughs> The way that that David Spade delivers that line is just (laughs) there's just so many moments that that the humor is the best thing for me. Very cool. And Aaron, finish out our 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 like section with your classic maker, please. I'd say the humor as well. I mean, there's sarcasm, there's slapstick, it's it's silly. Mm -hmm. David Spade gets to be David Spade. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there's. And there's stuff for adults that's funny, you know, I mean, sometimes kids movies, it's like you get lost in the the silly kid things, but Mm -hmm. the humor I think is able to work for kids and also for, also for adults, even my two year old, ever since we watched this, you know, for the show, Uh like he, he'll come up be like, Goof, goof, because he wants to watch Emperor's New Groove. That's awesome. Like, over the last few days, he hasn't wanted to watch anything else. He's only wanted to watch Emperor's New Groove, (laughs) which I'm okay with, though, because, I mean, I think it's a classic, so. (laughs) Don't give away your reign too soon. (sighs) I mean, you have five likes, but I don't know why you would rate it a classic, right? (laughs) Let's get, though, before we get to our dislike section, I mean, I, I know there are a lot of likes you guys have, but I, I know that the real meat of this conversation is going to be in the dislikes, right? Am I right? Am I right? I only oh, have one. you say so. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> That's up to you, Before Francisco. we get to our dislike section, we like to go out to Facebook, Twitter, uh, social media in general and say, hey, what do you guys remember about these movies and games we cover? And here's what some of you had to say. 
Deborah Powers says, I remember how the emperor was so self-centered sometimes <laughs> that I wanted to slap him. <laughs> so glad he was able to learn otherwise. Fun movie, heart emoji. Thank you, Deborah. Uh, Olivia DeVos says, this is one of our family faves. We've watched it so many times and have memorized so much of it. And thank you, Olivia. And the funky homo sapiens says, my, or it's the with an A underscore funky homo sapiens says, my main village man. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, funky homo sapiens for that. Uh, Now uh, let's get to the dislike section. I'll kick things off, guys. First, I want to say, and actually, I forget if Aaron or Paul, you you mentioned this, but I thought though the sets are 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 beautiful. There are beautiful sets. I feel like they're almost too big. Like their their scale is way off, and there isn't a lot of what? detail in a lot of the sets. Like mainly the outdoor sets, like the mountains and the palace. They felt very paper cut out. I'd say, and I, that, I think that was the style. Yeah, though. I think it was. But I feel like there are other places like inside the diner and inside the home where there were a lot of details. So I, Yeah, I, because it's more detailed on the inside. On the outside, uh, it's more stylized. I don't know. I, I I didn't like it. I felt like it clashed overall, uh, and it felt like unfinished. It didn't match. It, hmm. and it, well, it felt more unfinished than, especially for yeah. a Disney movie. I, I guess I, I come to it with an expectation that... Uh, I, and this is one of the things... I think you mentioned in uh, was it Aladdin or the Lion King, Paul, where like even the small details in the backgrounds felt like they were painstakingly done. And I didn't feel like this was given that much attention. Hmm. So that's one of the things. Yeah. Lion King. That was true. Aladdin. uh, It wasn't true. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Aaron, what's something you didn't like? Sting song at the end. (laughs) just felt like such a change of pace yeah it is i mean like you get you get from like you know they're at the pool being a family you get boom baby boom baby and they're being all funny and the music is all up in latin and then it's my funny friend and me and i'm like this doesn't fit i completely agree i almost wanted uh the music we heard during that uh tv spot I thought that fit way better. I would mm-hmm. much preferred to have that be at the end or, or a music like that. Um, I definitely agree with that. Uh, Paul, Paul, what's something you didn't like? I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something I, I honestly didn't really care if Pacha's village was destroyed or not. <gasps> really? That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, they can move. All right. But could they I like, really? Yeah, they could rebuild. I I really didn't like it wasn't really like dramatic for me. Like, oh no, they've got to save the village. Oh no, I'm like, all right. Okay. They got to save Paul, the village. In the Secret of Nim, if you remember that. Movie. I know, it's on our list, so I haven't watched it all in right, years. Okay, fine. We won't talk about them, but there's a similar dynamic in there. I'd be curious. Yeah, I'll, probably the same. Okay. But I don't know. I felt if instead of giving all this background story to uh, Emperor Cusco, mm-hmm. if they did more of like a, a village theme instead. Uh, spent like the why first, the village was important or something Right, like and why it should, like how great and wonderful the village is. And there's so much mm. to learn. And these kids are, you know, growing up and, and look what they have to look forward to. And something 
And then they get the call in like, hey, you know, um, I'm David Spade and I'm taking over kind of thing. Uh, I think maybe it would have created a little bit more drama, but that's me. So you don't feel like we got to know Pacha well enough before? Uh, Pacha's fine. It's more like the village. Hmm. Pacha was never in trouble. It was always the village. Well, but it was Pacha's house. Okay, what's so important about Pacha's house? Besides that it's on a hill. Well, I mean, when the sun what, hits it hit, just yeah, right, they sing. He'll sing. Right, liar! <laughs> like it would be, it would be like, what if, what if all of a sudden somebody told you that you were going to have to move? I yeah, that's just it. Maybe it's because I've moved like twenty times in my life. I'm like, <laughs> that's I, a good I don't point. see the yeah. big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a difference between moving because you choose to and moving because you get evicted, especially if it's a place that you love. You know, yeah. like Pacha's raised his kids there. He's building a life there. You know, yeah. But that's what I mean. Show that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, something else I didn't like were I felt like the the different perils that Cusco and Pacha face they seem to be very repeatable and mm. uh, like falling down the pit, getting out of the pit, uh, facing animals of different kinds. Uh, the even though the potions at the end were fun, I, I guess it that wasn't super. I mean, they repeated that element, but I felt like that was effective in the way they did it. Um, so I felt like there was a bit too much similarity in the things they had to face on their quest, quote unquote, to get to the palace. Uh, that I wish there was a bit more, uh, it was a bit more dynamic and a bit more fresh, especially for when the humor is so just out of left field and unexpected. It's almost like they didn't do any of that polish to the story. And it's like, well, we did this already, but let's just do it again because we can't think of anything else to do. Hmm. Uh, that's something else I didn't like. Uh, any other I things? see that. Cool. Aaron, do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I, I can see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change the fact that it was still funny okay. <laughs> every time it happened. So, I mean, like, you know, the, like, so they, what's the first thing? So the squirrel pops the balloon and yeah. then they get to the, the you jet. know, the, and it was so funny when I was watching with my kid for i don't know like the fifth time in the last couple of days he sees the jaguars he's like "Ooh, it's a kitty (laughs) cat (laughs) um but anyway um yeah so they face those and then they get on the they end up tied up on the branch Uh and then go down the waterfall Mm -hmm. but then the one that was hilarious to me was when they fell down and he finally grabs the the branch like uh cusco uses his neck to prop pacha up and, and then the scorpions thing, yeah. come on him, and then he, but then he ends up with all the bats in his mouth. It just it was funny. Okay, um, you actually led me right into something else I didn't like, though, and that's that jaguars are not pack animals. They would not be all in one place. They're not. No, I I Wikipedia it just to make sure. <laughs> There, it's it says they're solitary animals. They do get together for the main season, but that's about it. Maybe it was it's the like main season. I think that's a long shot, Aaron. Well, how do I, you know? <laughs> I think it's it's like they're playing to the lowest common denominator. What? They're the people who don't research, who don't know any better. Oh. 
to kids who go, kitty, cat. (laughs) Yeah, well, and think about it. Like, how would you indicate it was mating season? That's not appropriate for a kid's movie. Well, then use something else that is (laughs) together. Like a bunch of, uh, I was going to say like monkeys, like outbreak ridden monkeys. They're not as threatening, though. (laughs) That's true. Though a swarm of monkeys, I feel like, no, those Bearing are playtime monkeys. Be, oh not, my not. Gosh, fine. Okay. Oh, here we go. They obviously had massive bugs. I mean, look at those pill bug things that they ate. Oh, so, so why gross. not make these huge, huge scorpions Slimy or something? Or, I mean, just something mythical that you don't that why I can't mythical? fact check on Wikipedia. Oh man, why don't you just <laughs> let it go? No. I feel like you're reaching for things to not like. I don't know what you're talking about there, um, but let's talk about the things we. Hated most about the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, let's start with Aaron. Sting song at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is like the only thing I didn't like about the movie. And I right. I actually really didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it was such an abrupt change of pace for me and it just felt really out of place. Like I guess the 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 theme of my my funny friend and me that works, but gosh, it just, it wasn't even upbeat or anything. Yeah. yeah it, it, it was very, uh, anticlimactic. Well, and just out of place. Well, I was going to say deft tone to the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not in, I'm not saying sting is deft tone, but yeah, just in terms of the overall tone of the movie. This, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Paul, what was your tragic maker? Was it the same thing? No, oh, actually, okay. you took oh, mine. One really? of the things that your dislikes was the animation. I oh, thought it wasn't oh, oh, consistent. Okay. Mm. Like, like you were mentioning the jaguars when they're running from the side, they have these uh, pointed jaws that are very um, uh, angular. Mm-hmm. But when they're come and right at you, they have like rounded jaws, and it's oh, like there's a so. there was different consi- consistencies mm-hmm. in the. Um, what I want to say, the quality of the lines. Mm-hmm. So, See, I wouldn't have even noticed that. Gosh. But like no Francisco worries. said, he said it, and I'll echo it, when you come to a Disney film, you expect a level mm-hmm. of ec- excellence. And this one, I know it's stylized a lot, mm-hmm. but let's keep it consistent. Yeah. Good point. Uh, the last thing, um, the last thing that I have, or my most hated thing about Emperor's New Groove. I'm sure I'm going to give some, after the Jaguar comment, I'm sure I'm going <laughs> to give some flack for this. But just uh, most, a lot of this movie, I would say, is at least somewhat grounded and believable. But the, the <laughs> idea... What? Well, no. Okay, okay, fine. Take potions that, that turn people well, no, into llamas, that, of I mean, course. That, that world has established that potions do that. That's okay. fine. Okay. Those are the rules for the, for, the, for the movie. That's fine. It better not be talking to the chipmunk. Squeak, squeak, no, no, and that, squeak. That's, okay, good. That's not either. That's, that's <laughs> okay, perfectly good. fine. The idea that somehow a bunch of bats flying by you would lift you up off and not... Oh. Would somehow make you fly. There's no pixie dust in those bats. I don't know what's going on with that. So that it's was the sheer force there are of not them that coming many bats. out. No, there are not that is, many bats to cause that. No, it, it only takes a few. No, there. Uh, yeah, no, because it's built up pressure. It's like a it's gun. It's not a that, gas. It's animal. yes, this it's is gas an animated com- film. 
even they were shocked that they landed up there. That's okay? true. There's that. But so, yeah. Should it happen? No. Should you turn your it, brain off? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. No, I disagree. It bothered me, but. So much to the point you almost turned the film off. You're too logical for this film. <laughs> Gosh. Just have some fun with it, Francisco. What's, Just go with it. What's fun? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You in. <laughs> well, now that we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready, on your mark. Do we rate The Emperor's New Groove? A classic, we'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's probably only worth seeing if you have seen it before, like seen it as a kid or whatnot. Or a tragic, it's not worth your time if you've never seen it, definitely don't see it. And if you have seen it before and have good memories, leave those memories intact because rewatching it will just sully them. <laughs> All right, so did let's you say Sully? He did. It's <laughs> <sighs> not the Sully I was referring to. Aaron, Mike was house. How do you rate the Emperor's New Groove? Classic, no question. Completely unexpected, except completely expected. <laughs> uh, do you want to qualify that at all, or no? I just I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a kids' movie, and for me, you know. Bats lifting people up onto cliffs. Like I can, <laughs> I can let that go. It's an animated film. Like it's not based in reality. It's the Incans. It's an actual like culture, apparently. Yeah, right? but it's an animated film. Like mm. I. Th- oh, that reminds me, Francisco. Have you seen the movie uh, Batman Begins? <laughs> <sighs> yes, Paul. I've seen. The now, movie Batman are Begins. are you a fan of the Christopher Nolan Batman? <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. There's a scene in Batman oh, Begins where he becomes the Aquaman of the bats and calls all these bats into the building. Do you remember that? He has a piece of technology that does it. He oh, does. That emits a baloney. That is not true. That is, uh, what do we call that? A fantasy. Yes. You got to turn your brain off because it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. And uh, is there a point where there's so many bats are flying around that it actually lifts someone up in the air a bit? I don't think so. I don't that think oh, okay. He Maybe that was through the bats because, you know, yeah. gravity. <laughs> okay, good. <clears throat> all right. But anyway, all right. Continue on. Oh, so Aaron loves this film. I not, love not, this film. I think it's a classic. I think it's yes. a great family film. I would choose to watch it on a random night if I was bored and needed a good laugh. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, solid classic for me. Very nice. Paul, how do you rate them, Bird in the Groove? If someone has not seen this movie, I would recommend it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that fills the role of a classic. Correct. I think there's a lot of humor in it, and a chan- they may not like it, uh, but I think there's a good chance that they probably would. So I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not like one of those, oh, it's a brilliant movie you've got <laughs> to see. Yeah. It's going to totally change your life. No, th- this is, for me, it's one of the movies where I could put it on and let it sit in the background and play in the background while I'm doing something else. Oh, and yeah. then I'll run to the funny part where the bats make them fly up on the, the cliff. <laughs> oh, my know. gosh. Um, so I say classic. <laughs> 
like, why did I say it? Why? <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me that killing a flower is funny. Um, okay. Well, fair enough, guys. So two classics. I kind of see where this might be going. Um, I I was close to rating this a classic, guys. It was funny. There was a lot to like about it. Uh, but one of the things that, that is typically a sticking point for me was if I fall asleep during the movie, and I did, I was pretty drowsy during this movie. I I don't know why. I had to rewatch the parts I missed uh, today just so that I'd, I'd be, you know, actually have a fair estimation. And well, now, now I'm waffling because after this conversation and hearing what you guys had to say, but, but just that it's not to the Disney quality. I don't know why that's bothering me so much. I, well, but that seems it's like a, a funny kind of standard though to me because that's like I've fallen asleep in some really fantastic you, movies like you know, oh, because I'm tired or, or whatever. Like, I mean, given the correct circumstances, I could fall asleep during Braveheart, you know, yeah, like, and you know what, you know what I think, I think. If this were put out by any other studio, I would probably find it to be a classic. It's hmm. just the Disney uh, expectation. Stigma. And I don't know if that's... Uh, that's not fair to Disney. I don't, I don't think it's fair to this movie. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to, in a stunning upset, <sighs> you just can do by it. a hair, <laughs> I will rate Emperor's New Groove. That's in all a classic. <laughs> we did it, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll just remember that that ending potion scene is awesome. It Easy is. Me as a cat is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we'll go with that. All right. Well, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate the Emperor's New Groove a classic. We recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. All right, Alice, please bring us back to our own time for our feedback and announcements. Comsat Online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right. For announcements, there's the typical ones. Uh, as always, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote or just slash vote. That works as well to vote up and down the movies you want us to cover. Right now, we're just voting on the list of 15 movies, so it should be... It's a new list pulled from the old list, so there's still the same movies there. But we want to give people that are newer to the show uh, and the people that have stuck around with us for the long haul to have more weight in the movies we're going to cover. So vote up and down those 15 movies, and when... We pick five. We will pull from the old list. So those movies are still there. We're not getting rid of them uh, completely. But, uh, yeah, if you want us to, say, uh, watch the Disney Alice in Wonderland over Spirited Away, go vote. Animated or live action? I said the old. Oh, I said I said the old. So I meant the animated. Oh, okay. but yes, the animated okay. one. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who votes on those movies. That's so awesome that we get to cover the movies you want us to cover. I also want to mention to go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store, and that will redirect you to our Teespring store, where you can uh, buy T-shirts and hoodies, and any any purchase you make helps support the show. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who has bought a T-shirt or hoodie. 
Oh, one more announcement I want to say is that uh, on June 3rd at 12 noon, uh, and this goes back to... Wait, a, wait, 12 noon when? Like... 12 noon Pacific, Paul. Thank you for okay. clarifying Because I was that. thinking England Greenwich time or Because you live there? No, but a lot of our listeners do. They do? Don't you know? Okay, well, regardless. Bobby. At <laughs> June, on June 3rd <laughs> at 12 noon Pacific, we are going to be hosting the Summer Free Movie Club, which if you didn't hear us talk about that in the last episode essentially what that will be is we will be discussing the spiritual themes that we found in the movie last action hero which right now uh i believe you there have are three okay i think there's more than <laughs> no that. there's probably a couple more days in may to go watch it for free on crackle.com so you go watch the movie uh let us know by going to summerfree.com that you want to join us for the google hangout for the movie, oh, you have club? to register for the hangout. I'm going to say yes. Those details are not quite panned out, but I'm going to say for now, yes. Uh, you'll have okay. to uh, register or give us your just email to be or safe. something to get the link to join the hangout. And then, uh, yeah, June 3rd, 12 noon Pacific, we'll talk about come come with a question that you you found after watching Last Action Hero uh, that you would like to discuss, uh, like. Hey guys, what do you think of uh, Benedict being as bad as he is? Do you think there's evil like that in the world, uh, in our world? You know, things like that. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun discussion. What action hero do you think would be best to play Jesus biopic? <laughs> Are you actually asking me this right now? No, that's a, a kind of question. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it could be fun questions like that as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, so go to summerfree.com to get more information about that. Uh, now let's get to our feedback section. We have some feedback from our last action hero episode. First, uh, Diego, who's at a Latino lawyer on Twitter says, thanks for the great Arnold impressions at retro rewind podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And for introducing me to the spirit blade underground and Christian Christian geek central with Peter. You're very welcome. Glad we were able to have him on and he got to promote those. And thank you, Diego, for that feedback. Uh, then uh, Jesse Cleva Vidal says, now I got to go watch this movie. <laughs> awesome show. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, we, yeah, we read it. Well, we were nostalgic. So uh, if you, if it sounded like a fun movie, uh, Jesse, definitely go and do that. Uh, next, uh, not related to the last action hero, uh, Aaron White from the Feel and Film podcast says, Independence Day is worth seeing every July 4th. <laughs> and that is just in response to, I think I tweeted, is Independence Day still worth watching today? Because we covered that back in episode 16, I believe. Uh, and so he would say yes. Uh, if you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best places to do it are on our Facebook group. Just go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group or search for RetroRewindPodcast.com the group experience in Facebook. Uh, you can also leave uh, comments in the, the post for this episode, retrorewindpodcast.com slash 119. Then uh, those are probably the best places, but you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. We have just about reached our last nap point and the end of the episode, but not the end of the show. Much like a level in Star Fox or Super Mario World or a secret potion that you don't know what it's labeled, uh, there is bonus content to discover. You don't need a cheat code or 
potion. Uh, you just need to become one of our Patreon patrons on Patreon for as little as $1 per episode, and you'll get our new tubes, our 1.21 game watts. We played a karaoke conundrum this time. Uh, got to listen to my beautiful tones as Aaron and Paul guessed what movie soundtrack I was uh, singing. Uh, we have pre and post show outtakes, current movie reviews, and more. So hopefully you'll consider becoming one of our patrons. Uh, now before we do get to Nav Point Omega, Paul, take it away. Next time we'll be going back to the year 1992 for Newsies. But until then, you can sell papes and find us on uh, the retrojunkies.com and, and the Christian Geek Central Network. Listen to the boys sing and jump, jump around on uh, iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you like to hear your is podcast. It, is it a fine what, life, Paul? Um, all I know is something about Santa Fe. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you could support us because we're the king of New York, you know. And you can support us on Patreon and PayPal or follow us on the social media, what uh, Francisco had previously mentioned. And if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul, for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host, awesome uh, buddy for these buddy podcast movies that we do or you're welcome i'm showing off of course uh but thank you so much for being on the show and also special thank you to aaron for coming on the show for the first time so awesome super fun awesome glad you had fun we had fun having you on the show as well can you please tell people uh, where they can find you online and anything you'd like to promote Gosh, well, I have a Facebook page, and I'm also on Instagram. Um, a Facebook, it's just Aaron Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm E underscore money underscore 317. Oh, okay. Does that mean anything? Uh, e money is a name that a good friend of mine gave to me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was, when I would go to Denver with our church to help the church plant there, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had the credit card and the cash and everything, and so he started calling me E Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it just it kind of stuck. It mm-hmm. it it dethroned my previous calling card. Okay. So that yeah, and then three one seven is just one of my favorite verses in the in the oh, Bible. With, nice. with obviously without the book. For oh every... hey, Paul J. Powers, thanks for the follow. Is it your favorite verse for every chapter of no. the Bible? <laughs> No, it's from Zephaniah, <laughs> okay. Zephaniah 317. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Aaron. It was awesome having you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX and want to promote my services as web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. Most of all, though, thank you so much for listening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. We pray that this episode brought you some joy, that it brought a smile to your face, especially if you're having a hard day. Um, thank you for listening, subscribing, supporting, and sharing this podcast with your friends. But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Oh. He's doing his own podcast? Big, dumb, and tone deaf. (laughs) I'm so glad I was unconscious for that episode. (laughs)